you know Joe Cocker's song and how it's like take everything off but leave the hat on mine's oh my god put everything back on and go away <laughs> like hey this is Katie Thompson and you're listening to the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast The smooth sounding sounds of the Hammond organ as provided by Jared. Hi. Yeah. Keep it going, Jared. Um, welcome to today's show, uh, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, uh, with myself, Wal Reed, and co host on the Hammond organ, Mr. Jared Tito. Ah, uh, good afternoon on this fine, fine afternoon, Wal. Oh, winter, wherefore art thou sting? Oh, yes, spring is in the air. I love it. <laughs> I can come out of my cave now and feel alive with the rest of uh, the country. Uh, well, for a minute, I think I thought you were going to just disrobe in front of me. Thank, thank goodness for that. Um, right, Jared, you're only, looking well. Only for the TV camera would I disrobe, not for, not for the podcast. Not- or, or a rugby game. Yeah. I heard. Oh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go and watch the replay of the rugby. <laughs> okay, coming up on today's show, we're going to be reviewing and looking at a couple of films that are coming out soon. That, uh, Jared, you might remember the Skeleton Twins. Skeleton Twins, good film, good film. And we're going to be analysing that to bits. Yeah, and and here's an interesting thing: it's only just coming out in the states, as in the US and A, oh, and, and right here in New Zealand this week. That's a bone of contention. Excuse the pun. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Giver, Lois Lowry book, The Giver, and also Frank Miller's new Sin City 2, A Dame to Die For. But first, a band that shares something in common with Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Muse, a Kiwi band too, Jared. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, quite a prestigious uh, uh, achievement for this Kiwi band. What's the Kiwi band called? They are called Villainy. Villainy. Alligator Shoes. What have they got in common with all of those famous bands, Well, Well, I'm not going to give too much away just yet, but if we have a listen to the interview, we'll find out more. This is the interview with Villainy. finally got there in the end, and like they say, uh, as the old adage goes, it's not where you start, it's where you finish, and thank God we finished in the right place. Hi to the boys from Villainy, uh, Dave and James on the bass. Dave, you're the drummer? I am indeed, yep. It's always good to have a drummer on the show, thank you for coming along. And also on the bass, bass maestro himself, Mr James, from the band Villainy. Hi James. How's it going? Very cool, thank you very much. Thanks for asking. Now I'm just going to run through. You've got a, quite an uh, impressive CV here, musical CV. That's quite long. Um, so we're looking at um, Mode Set Clear was the name of the album that spawned, uh, it was a number one rock album. Uh, last year you also won, took out the best rock album at the New Zealand Vodafone Music Awards. And also you've spawned a whole lot of singles like Gather Yourselves, Another Time, Alligator Skin, and my favourite, Ammunition. Have I missed anything out? 
Uh, there was one, the second single was The Answer, but yeah, the Ammunition's kind of the new one and um, we're all really excited to kind of have that one out and got the tour coming up and, and everything. Um, James, um, Tom, Tom Larkin produced the first album, um, he's also involved with the second album as well, recording it. What's, the, what's it like working with somebody of his calibre? Uh, he likes to call his process putting bands through the meat grinder. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's definitely when you're writing your own songs, you're kind of in a little bubble, and it's nice to have someone come in and actually force you to grow and evolve into, you know, get a lot closer to what you're aiming for. Um, you know. It sounds kind of process, excuse the pun. Um, and we're not talking about this is not, not nothing associated with grinder, which is totally different, but meat grinder. Um, let's see, Dave. Now the whole process is, is happening at the moment with the new album. Um, what kind of surprises or what kind of uh, things have you done differently on this approach for the new CD? Well, I think there'll be there'll be you know some old villainy sound in there. That of course is important for people to kind of have that have that continuity. But we've got um, that this album's got a really nice kind of characteristic sound to it. Just um, right from the start, we we kind of decided on a sound on a particular sound and just went with it. So really big, um, lots of um, lots of big drums and driving bass and lots of distortion. It's just going to sound like it's going to sound like a. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty massive sound. So James is uh, agreeing and nodding in agreement there. Um, any surprises for the bass sound, James? Uh, just more driven, more focused, a little bit angrier. Yeah. No, no what, bass? What, what everyone likes in a good bass sound. No, no slapping the bass, no funky riffs going on there? <laughs> no, I save that for the bedroom. <laughs> meat grinder um, <laughs> hey listen um, I, there's another fun fact that I just didn't know about villainy is that you guys have in common with Led Zeppelin and uh, Pink Floyd and Muse is that your album cover uh, Mo Cleese it was um, actually designed by the artist Storm Thorkinson yep. Yep. Um, and his, one of his most iconic um, record covers is the Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon everybody knows that and you've also got a, a cover yeah. design by him. How did you? What did you guys pay him to get do that for you? Well, he was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was funny. We thought because we didn't have any art to start with. Obviously, you've got to start somewhere, and, and we just thought, hey, you know, this guy's done all the best stuff. Uh, well, let's just email him and see what happens. And that's literally how it, how it came to be. So we um, Neil sent an email off to him, and I think someone on on the design room floor over there uh, kind of thought the music was really cool so I think the fact that someone someone in his team ended up really liking our stuff he kind of you know they got back to us and said yeah we'll work with you and uh, and they, they were quite good to us I think they probably charge a fair bit more to the likes of Muse and Pink Floyd <laughs> but um, they knew we were a, you know it was a debut album and that we were kind of just getting our feet off the ground at the time and independent band so I think they were they were, they were nice to us at least well that's pretty cool James did you like are you bummed out you weren't featured on the cover uh, like a, there's a picture of a guy on the desk there who came up with the idea for the, the, the cover? Uh, basically what happened was we sent Storm a whole bunch of the, the demos for the songs because they, they weren't quite finished, a description about what each one was, and he came back to us with a few concepts based on you know, the vibe of the album, and um, we basically just went with the one that we thought fit most with what we thought it was about as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole, the whole idea of that was... Um, it's actually a woman in the corner writing messages to, um, to like the, the lovers in her life that she's lost, and they're all kind of like floating in and out of the room, you know, 
Really? Is that what it is? Yeah. God, it's way way off my interpretation. <laughs> layered out, yeah. layered. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of meetings in there. <laughs> hey, that's brilliant. And what a what a what an awesome uh, honour to have. He's just recently passed away too last year. Yeah. Um, now you guys are also doing um, coinciding with the ammunition tour um, starting next month. Um, you guys are doing releasing a vinyl as well, which I hear was is kind of special as well. You were telling me about that before, Dave. Yeah, so we've got a vinyl, um, it's, it's going to be on two discs, which is pretty awesome, full gatefold art, which is, uh, which is pretty you know, premium stuff, and um, I don't think you can even get gatefold covers printed in New Zealand, so we've had to go, we've had to do it all overseas, and they're getting shipped in from like Czech Republic or something, and uh, yeah, the first batch are going to be glow in the dark, so everyone that pre-orders, and um, basically until that little first batch runs out, we're going to have some special special edition glow-in-the-dark copies and then we're going to go off to a, like a more of a standard kind of um, colour of some sort. And well, that's pretty, pretty exciting. Cool. That means I have to go back to my parents' place and see if I can borrow their record player. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been, I think yeah, a few people are probably doing the same, uh, looking for yeah. cheap record players. I've actually got um, probably about 20 vinyls but no, nothing to actually play them on, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, fu- the future music vinyl. Um, now listen, the, the, the tour is coming up and uh, we've been talking to Echo Park, they're off to the UK and Ireland soon and Devilskin also played in uh, various places, Reparora, Reparora, Um I see on your, your, your tour, your, your six cities that you're doing nationwide, there's Masterton on there, what's the connection with Masterton, uh, you first Dave? I think it's, it's probably... Um, just because I mean this is generally a smaller a smaller tour so there's only six gigs once we actually get the the, the new album out I'm pretty certain we're going to do a, a massive tour a lot more dates than this you know the likes of something that Devilskin like you mentioned they've just done you know pretty huge tour there uh, so this one's kind of just getting around the main centres and, and road testing some of our new material a chance for, uh, for for people to kind of hear some of our new stuff so Masterton I think I. I don't know if there's a, a connection as such. I don't think anyone was born there or anything like that. But I think uh, it, it just kind of makes sense in terms of the the driving and everything. It fits in really well with because um, I think that same weekend we're doing uh, New Plymouth and, and Palmerston North okay, and yep. Masterton's around that area as well. And we haven't been there, so we're really excited. We're always really excited to check out a new place. And I think it's King Street Live is the venue. And, and uh, from what I've heard, it's a really cool venue as well. So it'll be nice to go and check out a new place. And I think they've got like a Woolshed Museum down there, which I'm quite excited to check out. <laughs> Maybe uh, yeah. There's some good wine around the region, so you know maybe we'll we'll try find do a wine tour, uh, the Villainy wine tour. James, you're looking like you're pretty stoked about that, Masterton. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing we noticed on the last couple of tours is, I'm pretty sure it's a rule of thumb for any band, but the smaller towns tend to have way bigger turnouts, way more engaged audience, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, you, you can almost tell straight away that the smaller shows are going to be more intense and more fun and yeah. more energetic. So, yeah. Hey, now listen, guys, I'm just going to ask you a couple of off-the-cuff questions. I hope you don't mind. Um, favourite villain? Let's start off with you first, James. Who's your most, your all-time favourite villain and why? Um, well, as soon as you said that, the first thing that popped into my mind was the old uh, Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Um, but that's that's almost too obvious. So I'm, I'm trying to think of someone else. But um, I really like the, you know his like the the idea of a villain to me is someone that is quite sort of controlled and um, you know calculating about what they do. But then also they have these sudden explosions of like extreme I don't know violence or yeah. you know outbursts. So I, I really like the way he did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Dave? 
I think I've always, I was always a really big uh, James Bond fan, so I think some of the you know Jaws and some of the classic James Bond <laughs> villains are pretty amazing. Jaws, Richard Keel, Kyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. And um, I, I think I don't know if you've seen the the villainy, the Ammunition Tour poster. Um, we yeah. got an artist to make that really cool poster, and. Um, it, it's actually a poster of, of the band, like a drawing of the band playing to a crowd of villains. And like every member of the crowd is a famous villain. So really awesome. Really awesome to actually spend a bit of time looking at the poster and just looking at all of the villains. They're from cartoons, from movies, just wow. everything. There's like, I think there's even um, Joffrey from... Um, yeah. no, it's like just it's everyone. Yeah. yeah, he's in there. <laughs> even Chopper Reed. Chopper Reed's in there. Like there's everyone is in there. It's amazing. So go check out. Um, there's a couple of pictures online you know the tour poster and it's i think at some stage the artist actually wrote us a cheat sheet a list of all of the villains that are on the poster and it's awesome wow. to we'll, we'll put that out sometime and it's really cool yeah. to kind of see the names and go look, looking for them it's like where's wally of, of the villains yeah. <laughs> there's a competition right there villainy yeah, competition yeah, absolutely <laughs> hey listen uh, guys thanks for coming in to talk to me and good luck with the new recording the new album and also with the upcoming ammunition tour which is going to be awesome pretty exciting um pump for that um what about your social media we can people check out your music uh, videos and so forth uh, so pretty easy to find on, on the old uh, YouTube and Facebook just by typing villainy in there so um, okay. and most of the standards again we're on, we're on Spotify and, and iTunes and, and the likes but yeah we've got videos for all the, all of the singles from Mode Set Clear on, up on YouTube so pretty easy to find there we're also on the old Twitter and Instagram so basically whatever tickles your fancy on the yeah. social media even Snapchat yeah. <laughs> Snapchat Vine um yeah, I don't know what else there is anymore. <laughs> but we're on it. <laughs> I look forward to catching up with you guys with your show uh, in October. Um, the Ammunition Tour starts in September next week, uh, next month, and also goes until the end of October. Thanks, boys, for coming in. Much appreciated. And eat up the donuts, please. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Will do. the boys from Villainy um, check out their website villainymusic.com and don't forget check out the ammunition tour including special guest Stitches um, that's kicking it off September 26 kicks off in Christchurch ok Jared, uh, we're going to go straight over now to entertainment news oh well, have, you, have you picked something up yeah I just wanted to say that you know when we were talking about what did they have in common it's, it's ironic that I actually own some of uh, that man's work right here in my house and as part of my collection uh, well, you are. You are right. Uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, an iconic rock album. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, yes, Storm Thorgerson here. I've got some of his artwork my in my personal collection. Just anyway, over to the news. <laughs> it's going up on Trade Me in five minutes. Um, all right, let's go. You got anything? Any music we can uh, get into it? Okay. When Ponsonby meets the Par. Woo. Okay.
Yeah. That'll do. Okay. Um, multi, the modern multi quartet. That will have to do. They are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Modern. Ooh. You got any multi sort of chords there? Strums? No. Did the multi used to have um, Hammond organs uh, before? For the European... Ponsonby meets the par. That's right, the modern Māori quartet uh, show, The Happy Hour, is now on TV. Um, you you know, some of you out there might have gone to the studio tapings of it. You might have been like us and seen them play at the uh, for Matariki as well, the modern Māori quartet. Oh, yeah. Matariki, uh, yeah, that was... Oh, it's good, eh? That's a good show, yeah. Good, enjoyable show. Yeah, well, Timuel Morrison, uh, Boba Fett, uh, he's uh, teamed up with Keisha Castle-Hughes, which is, who's been confirmed to play in the new season of Game of Thrones, and they're hosting a show with Thane Kirby from George FM called Happy Hour. Um, the show starts started uh, last weekend uh, on Saturday night. It runs on TV One, starts at 9.30pm, which is maybe a little bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a lost timing, but hey, it's better than nothing, right? 9.30 on a Saturday night. Hard to find kind of time, but uh, it's obviously a tester. See what it's going to do. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Okay. No, no. You, you no, look no, the best. No. Get your, your arms across, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not crossed, but my arms are. But the uh, the thing with this ever changing population that we have, a lot of people. Once upon a time, you were never caught home on a Saturday night. But things are changing now. So. Yeah. People staying. You know, preloading at home in the garage. Yeah. Pre preloading. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, preloading. Exactly. Well, we caught up with James Matariki and Marka from the Modern Māori Quartet, and we wanted to know more about the Happy Hour TV show. Um, this is what they had to say. Guess it's true, I'm not good at a one-night stand. But I still need love Cause I'm just a man These lights never seem to go to plan I don't want you to leave Will you hold my hand? Okay, we're here tonight on a, on a bit of a cold uh, chilly night here in uh, Point Chev At the Marae With uh, none other than the Modern Māori Quartet And here with me are the boys Kia ora Hey boys, yeah. happy Matariki to everyone, one and all. Now what sort of music style are you guys, you know, is it like the old Māori quartet with Howard Morrison? Is this, is this what the whole... Yeah, it's a mixture of, uh, it's kind of a, the modern spin on a few of the old songs as well as some uh, modern songs and the style of the, the quartet, you know, the show bands of the old, old days and... Um, yeah, it's a mixture, it's a mixture of the old and new. Most people, when they hear the modern, uh, the, the Māori quartet, they'll think of those old days, especially the old, the old nannas and aunties and uncles. Yep. How did you guys get the idea, or what brought you guys together for this, the modern version, or the updated 21st century quartet? Uh, James, um, it was actually James's brainchild. Um, we we're all actors, we're all trained actors, and that's how we kind of tell common common um, where we all met really uh, the, through drama school down in Wellington and um, James James kind of thought of it when he was coming out of there thinking that like, it would be a good thing for us to um, to be able to do this gig in between acting gigs because I, I don't know as, if anyone knows but as, as actors in New Zealand is this, the, the work is few and far between for most of us yeah yeah um, yeah so yeah it was a good initiative to get this going and then um, yeah it's, it's amazing two years later it's it's um, taking over our acting careers so it's choice really yeah. that's cool um, so um, do you guys listen to any other sort of music because I friend you in your core as well I mean uh, and you guys as well Mark do you guys uh, Listen to like heavy stuff like the Blacklist or a Devil Skin or, or you know Shapeshifter. 
Um, I actually grew up on a lot of um, metal. Did you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I used to listen to Sir Walter and Slayer and uh, oh, Metallica. All my cousins used to listen to like uh, like Dio and and um, oh, those are classics, eh? Wasp and stuff. So hey, you can kind of grow up around heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, but then you know we listen to heaps of different genres of music. Just uh, Maori's, eh? We just love music and tunes and harmonies and, and good good catchy songs. You know, you yeah. heard a lot of that tonight. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now, what's the t- uh, what's the, the plan now for the? You guys got a TV show coming up. Can you just touch a bit on that? That the Happy Hour. Yeah, yeah, we got this uh, awesome, awesome TV show coming out called Happy Hour, with uh, Matua Tim Morrison, and ourselves and Kish Castle Hughes is also a co-host oh, yeah. with Thank Kirby, Mister George FM. Oh, really? Is he on there? Mm. Oh, he's, he's a bit of a he's, character, he's, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah hard. So <laughs> How'd you get him on? Well, he's, it's the, the whole premise sort of started with this whole Ponsonby meets the par. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I, think, I just think he fit with the whole idea of Ponsonby. Oh, okay. So he is, so he's on. Choice. It says we're a house band, but we're actually, uh, I would like to think we're like the heart of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're, the, we're the music, uh, we're, the, we're the actors involved in all the sketches. And um, What's happening in the future uh, with uh, this modern Māori quartet? Um, uh, is it going to have legs? Yeah, We've got, yeah. uh, we got legs on this one? Yeah, we... Um, we found out quite early on that it had legs, and we uh, we haven't heard the word no a lot in, in terms of our, our plight. So, um, and, you know, touch some wood that that carries on. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's yeah, it's very massive. It's uh, we it's very it's very very big what what the future what the future can hold for us. And I think we just need to um, be very strategic in how we um, execute uh, execute that and make some make some make some good choices. Yeah. Um, and I think Happy Hour is a really good choice to, to do that. It, it'll give us exposure like like not many other acts. The, the other thing as well with the Happy Hour is um, as well as the show. Um Hopefully it, it, it does really well. Either regardless of that, the music there is a soundtrack for the show, which uh, I don't say this lightly, man. It's it's going to be a really hot soundtrack for the summer, yeah. which is uh, we're really proud of it. We listen to a song, and we go, "That's my favorite song." Then listen to the next one, and go, "This is my favorite song." You know? <laughs> and there's sixteen of them, so yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's a very proud moment in terms of the music for sure. So I think. Uh, once that takes off, it'll be interesting to see where we go from there. Okay, um, wish you guys all the best of luck. Our social media looks good. Facebook, you guys are on there as well. Yeah. Uh, you guys are on. You guys got a dot com. Dot co dot nz. Oh, you got a dot. Co. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 no, no <laughs> too closely related to Kim dot com. So he's got the dot co dot nz. Dot co Aotearoa. Um, excellent, guys. All right, have a great uh, time tonight, and I'm sure we'll hear about you guys more in the future. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Hey, the modern uh, Maori quartet, James. It's got the same surname as you, Tito, Jared. Any any uh, bro r- relation? Oh, I think we're all related somewhere along the line there, Well, Yeah, that is true. And speaking of the bros, uh, Lee Tamahori. Oh, Lee Tamahori. Yeah, he's been fortunate uh, to direct some of the Hollywood's big films. Bring back Buck. I mean, bring back Lee. <laughs> can you name any hey. Lee Tamahori films? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Yes, I can. James Bond. One of my favourite ones, actually, was uh, the Lee Tamahori James Bond movie. Uh, there was an Anthony Hopkins movie as well, The Edge. And was he a Long Came a Spider? Yeah, it was Anthony Hopkins and the Grizzly Bear. 
Yeah. Yeah. Played a uh, millionaire, billionaire, something like that. That was a good film, good adventure film. Well, well there's a, a, a scheme that's called, it's been uh, rolled out through the snowball effect, uh, which is an equity crowd, crowdfunding venture like to that. get Lee Tamahori back to New Zealand to direct another movie called The Patriarch. Ah, uh, The Patriarch. Nothing to do with Mel Gibson, eh? But, but here's an interest. what I find... Unless really, it's about Maldives. Yeah, what I find really interesting, and I could be wrong, and the, and the publicity could be wrong, is that this is Lee Tamahori's, if he makes it, second movie he's ever made, or feature he's ever made in New Zealand. Isn't that astounding? Uh, he's probably made more movies overseas than he has back home. Well, I know he's made more than one overseas, so he therefore must have made more than he's made back home. Why? Why is that? Why is that? Well, I don't know. He did once Warriors and that was it, man. He was off around the world. He was, he was toast. Yeah. That was it. Yep. I mean, toast as in cooking with fire, cooking with gas. He, yeah. Um, I won't say where his career <laughs> derailed slightly. Won't remind people of that if they know or don't know. Oh, and the hoo-ha that he got caught up with the, the uh, dressing up. Well, I said I wasn't going to remind anyone about the that particular episode, but um, but it's good. It's good. Hi to my, hi to my, come well, home, hooky my, uh, Lee. Lee. Well, now you out there in podcast link can also be a part of New Zealand film history by investing in this movie. Um, <laughs> what do you get? What do we get, Wal, for investing in uh, New Zealand movies these days? Well, it depends. Uh, you can give as, as little as minimum as $100, or else you can give tens of thousands to the movie. So it, it's good, because they, what they're trying to, trying to do is raise the last 5% of the film's budget uh, through this equity crowdfunding <laughs> snowball effect. Now, well, there's some interesting promises they got there, eh? Really... Really cool, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, these are rewards, right? These investor rewards. So, um, But what you can do, you can check it out on Snowball Effect, yeah. uh, the Patriarch movie, and there's also a video for it as well, um, which you can go and check that out as well. So it's based on Witi Ihimaira's book, Bully Basher, which is about a Māori family during the 1950s on the East Coast. Yeah, or Witi. Yeah, it's good to have him. Now, now here's the other piece of interesting thing, because, because the last – person that uh, the last film that Lee made over here was with another very well-known author, New Zealand author. Who was that? Who, who did the original novel of Once Were Warriors. Oh, Alan Duff, was it? Yeah, yes. Duff, yeah, 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 Duff yeah, Bear. Yeah. I mean, Alan Duff. Duff was, yeah. yeah. The Duff and the stuff. Good. And now, now Lee Tamahori, so he's covering all the Māori authors. Have we got any other Māori authors? Let me search my memory banks, and uh, I'm coming up with a big negativity, neg- negatory, there, Mr. Hori. Yeah, we've got Robert Sullivan, actually. Robert Sullivan's a young, youngish. He's about my age, so I'll say young. Uh, short story writer, very clever man. Maybe maybe uh, Lee might do one of his short stories as well. Well, Lee wants to team up with uh, original producer for Once Warriors, Robin Scholes, and uh, Timur Morrison. So I recently caught up with uh, Robin Scholes, uh, producer of the movie, and asked her what was the big attraction about wanting to work on the Patriarch movie with Lee Tamahori and Timur Morrison. And this is what Robin had to say. So, you know, lucky enough, she's offered the opportunity to develop it. Uh, my first you know, thought was, oh my God, yes, this is an extraordinary opportunity. I went to meet with Whitty and I said to him then, look, you know, for me the dream would be if Lee Tamahori would be interested in directing and if John Colley would be interested in writing it because that would be an extraordinary strong team to make this film. And you know, when you say things like that, you, there's a kind of 
feels there's a one percent chance that will come off. And fortuitously, Lee really loves the material. He's predicted so many things, and with this, he totally identified it with it because it comes from the East Coast, and so does Pretty. And so the two of them got together and they share this extraordinary history together. And so Lee has been, from that moment on, attached. He's had lots of interruptions because he's had other big films to do in between. Yeah. And that slowed down the pace of being able to you know, get him back. But now we have this opportunity. Search is shooting in November. He wants to come back in December and we'll get on with shooting. Uh, next summer. Mm, yeah. Anyway, that is it. The Patriarch. Lee Tamahori. Let's get him back. The Homecoming. Reception the in-between review five-step review program. Today's review on its red velvet Tim Tams by Andriano Zammo. One, the biscuit is red. Two, tastes just like a normal Tim Tam, but it looks pretty. Three, makes me feel like a sophisticated high roller because the wrapper has a gold new label on it. Mmm, gosh. Four, who in the monk is Adriano Zambo? Zambo. Five! In my mouth? Meh. But in my brain? Alright. But don't take my word from it, let's hear it from an expert celebrity. Mmm! Oh, these cookies! Put that cookie down! Now! Right, we're back into entertainment news again. Uh, Geraldo, can you spark up the old Hammond, please? Give us some intro music. Mm, yeah, okay. I think uh, Bella's gone to sleep. The door. Ah, what a tune. A tune is in the air. That's right. Going Global Music Summit 2014 has just recently wrapped up. Um, we were lucky enough to go there, check out some of the uh, the insiders uh, the, of the music industry, check out some of the local artists and bands as well. Um, I have to tell you, Jared, uh, you would have been in your element um, being there, talking to all these musicians. Heating up with the musicians. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have been there well. Did you, uh, did you invite me? I was going to go, but you forgot to ask me. I did. I even got a goodie bag here, if you can see. Ah, yeah, the goodie bag. Um, uh, put on by Independent Music New Zealand. Um, it was sort of like a brokerage, I suppose, or conduit for independent record labels and, and, and band artists mm. overseas. Goody, goody gumdrops. Oh, yeah, you take some of that stuff in there, mate. Here's a pencil in there. I have the pencil, though, because I've got a matching, I've got a white one. This is black. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, while I was there recently, I checked out some of the, uh, two of music industry's um, elite, and there was quite a few people there. There was journalists from Billboard magazine, Gastonbury, um, but one of the uh, the artists or one of the speakers I was interested in was Aveline Funderstein. Ah, yes, she sounds very Dutch. 
Very good. Well picked. Mm, how was how she? Um, fantastic. She's uh, just, uh, well, she used to work for Amada. Uh, the record label, I don't know if you heard of it, if you, if you follow the dancing very closely. I, I've heard of Amada, but it's a different kind of Amada. Oh, really? Not the Spanish Amada? Yeah, the Spanish Amada. Yeah, no, totally unrelated. But still, keeping with music, she um, used to be the head of, of online and digital for them. Uh, the record label's co-owned by Armin Buren, uh, who is like a, a famous DJ. Ah, Armin Buren. Van Buren. Van Buren. Van Buren, yeah. Hell yeah. good, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, she's over here. She started her new company, Manifest uh, Inc., which is sort of like a consultancy. Um, she's a consultant in the music industry, and she helps people with their online presence and branding. It's cool, hey, how, how people are now – Inc. is quite nostalgic because everyone works in the computer world, but Inc. Yeah, sorry, that's nothing to do with what you're talking about. I just picked <laughs> up on that. Lovely – we love nostalgia, don't we? Oh, we do. We love it to bits. And uh, anyway, so we talked to Aveline uh, just about the work that she was doing with New Zealand On Air in the music department, and this is what she had to say to me. Yeah, well, basically, I've been, I've been talking with them for years and, and loving the work that they do, and obviously, you know, having so much videos funded, it's so important for them to actually have that knowledge of how to utilize that the best on YouTube in that case. And uh, basically, what I did was earlier this year, I worked for them for 10 weeks, and uh, first, obviously, you know, getting into the company, seeing what they do, seeing how many assets they produce, because obviously they have the key we hit disc, etc. So I, I wrote a, a strategy for them on how to utilize uh, the best way of the videos online as well as uh, how they're promoting the music right now. And one of the things out there was that I suggest to start promoting it in genres because for me I mean listening to the Kiwi hit disc it took me a while to actually end up in the middle of it where actually the music was that I love I, I kind of like love the beatsy electronic type of music but because it's not really promoted that way one of my main suggestions was to create a um, overview of eight different genres and within those eight different genres have the playlists on both YouTube and Spotify and um, promote it more genre based and then each genre can be promoted through several blogs, etc. So you're actually not promoting New Zealand music as a whole because it's so diverse. So it's quite, you know, obviously the the, the fans of the music, you know, when you love rock and then you listen to the CD and maybe the rock track was a number 10, you know, it, it, and especially with so much music out there and the short time span that people have to actually, you know, go through it, it should be in their face and really, 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 like, easy to, to consume. So that was kind of the main thing. And then the other thing was building, obviously, on the presence on YouTube, start creating playlists uh, um, to benefit uh, and therefore also lead by example and, and you know, kind of explain to the artists that have the videos that it's not about just putting your video online and then that's it it's all about creating a strategy with all the different assets that you create around your music mm -hmm. so that's been it's actually online on the uh, on the website of New Zealand on there as well um, and yeah so basically that's 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 the thing that I did in 10 weeks and I mean it's just amazing because there's so much talent out there and I was uh, you know seeing how much they do for the New Zealand music and I think that there's so much more to win when you go online and especially now with the whole you know world looking to New Zealand and all the artists it's it's great to have New Zealand on there as an entity to to promote all the different uh, artists that they fund yeah that was good good talking to Aveline uh, obviously myself being a uh, token uh Dutchie, but it's been a couple of years over there eating the food that Kai 
and uh, also dating one of their women. Um, yeah, yeah, past the duchy to the left-hand side. It's a fantastic experience. I, I recommend going to Holland to live for a couple of years. Yeah, so do I. Mm. Yeah, good. Um, also there, there was a, a, a lady there. Her name was Michelle Fantas. Ah, Michelle Fantas, uh, American girl. She is. She is American girl. She is. And uh, I think she's from New York, but she didn't have the New York draw, but I think she might have been originally from New Jersey. Don't quote me on it. Uh, New Jersey and New York. Very, very confrontational, those two states. Well, she works for Sony ATV Publishing, mm. uh, which looks after Michael Jackson's um, songs. And she also helps produce, uh, helps with co-writing, uh, songwriters as well, and, and brokering, I suppose, you know, publishing, you know, pushing songs for artists to major record labels. Mm. I wonder if she knows anything, if there's any truth in the, in the stories about Michael Jackson faking his own death. You know what? If only you were there with me, Jared. You could have asked her yourself. I would have asked that question just because of the tie with Michael. You know, come on, what's a story with Michael? Well, she's an interesting person because she started off with her foot in the door, like everybody, to get up to the top. And where she is now, she's an A&R director uh, for Sony ATV Publishing. Um, but she started off as a receptionist um, originally in 2007, I think. Well, she's been there for quite a few years. Yeah, so so girls get training in as those receptionists, all right? And guys too. Now, some of us fantasize about becoming, you know, you know, having their songs being sung by Celine Dion or um Twisted Sister. Yeah, then no, don't take me wrong, I used to fantasize about this one receptionist <laughs> once when I was at Unitech doing my carpentry course. Yeah, but any anyway, yes. Yes, yes. So I, I mean, hey, She's living the dream. She's living the dream. And look, she's helping other people with their dreams by, you know, people submitting these songs, you know. Like, I, I, when I was young and I was in a band, I wanted to, I threw things at people in their limo, stretch limo, you know, did like you, band t-shirts and demo tapes. Did you try and get her to listen to some of your tracks, Well, No, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to take it that far, you know, I didn't really know. But saying that, Annie Crummer, back in 1990, I, I costed her in the woman's toilets and gave her my, uh, uh, one of my songs on cassette tape. <laughs> What were you doing in the woman's toilet? Um, well, I, was just, I had a great song, and I thought, hey, Annie Crummer, you need to listen to the song. So the same, same, I'll probably come back to haunt me, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, the convenience of having a toilet right there, she didn't like it. Well, I'll tell you, the convenience yeah. of cassette singles, cassette tapes, you could dub over them as many times as you like. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, so Michelle Fantas, um, we asked her, you know, what's the dealio with sending in your songs or your demo tapes to her? And, you know, how does she spot a really good song, you know, to, to, to you know, make millions or push millions for the label? Because obviously it works both ways, right? Makes the label lots of money and also the songwriter. Yeah, you got to wonder, eh? you got to wonder because you must pick 100 duds for every good one you, you pick, you know? You must, surely. Yeah. Or do they just push the duds until they start selling? Oh, that million-dollar question really, isn't it? Literally. Well, here's the advice that Michelle had to give us here on New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. Oh, we get so many, so many songs every day. Um, it can be overwhelming at times, but I just tell people ahead of time, like, give me a couple of weeks to get back to you. Um, it's We get... All of our writers um, are constantly sending us demos because they're writing, which is great. That's why we, we sign them. And um, when I set up sessions, obviously I, I want to hear what comes out of them. And we make sure that those are all registered. So I can get anywhere from uh, maybe 5 to 20 songs per day. Um, 
if they're unsolicited, which we're told not to accept, we legally can't really accept unsolicited. But if it's a link, you know, you can find the next big thing from anywhere. Uh, you know, now is the time, I think, for people to take a closer look at New Zealand. Um, honestly, in the States, before Lord, um, I didn't, I wasn't quite aware of what unique music was coming out of New Zealand. Um, granted, we do have an Australian office which looks after the New Zealand territory, so it's not where I, I'm more meeting with U.S. managers and U.S. labels. So it, it usually wouldn't come on my radar. But we're also in a global market today, a global digital market where I can find anything online, and we could sign anyone from anywhere in the world if it works. It, it, well, if, if it's me signing, it would. My goal would be it, it would have to work in the U.S. eventually, but. Um, now with, with Lord and Broods, it's kind of the time to pay attention yeah. to New Zealand. I think it's a great talking point for any New Zealand artist trying to break out right now. Um, and from a lot of meetings I've had and a lot of artists I've met here, it seems like that, that's a challenge. Yeah. So um, maybe this opens some doors for them. Okay, back to the entertainment news again, and um, I'm a little bit country, and she's a little bit... Rock and roll. Rock and roll. No. Yeah, rock and roll. No, it should be the other way around. I'm a little bit rock and roll, and she's a little bit country. Uh, she's country and western. Yeah, she is, and we're talking about Katie Thompson. Please, maestro. Oh, looking a bit flat, the old Hammond. Um, yeah, sorry, that, that was... See, I'm not really a Hammond organ, Hammond organ player. No, no, no. I'm not a hammerist, uh, but I have ordered a hammer sack. <laughs> I thought you're hemophiliac. Mm. Yeah, hema. Oh, you're right. You're right. I was just playing words there, Jared. Hematober, man. Hematoma. Um, South Island uh, country. Well, she calls herself quirky Kiwi country artist um, Katie Thompson. Uh, was fortunate enough to catch up with her at the recent Going Global Summit music conference, and uh, we asked her, you know, what news has she's got coming up, and why are your neighbours mowing their lawns at this? ungodly time of the day. He shouldn't be. It's against the law somewhere. Uh, Back to Katie. Back to Katie. Well, she's got a new single coming out and she's got a new video, but let's hear from the girl herself. Here's Katie Thompson talking about the upcoming news on Katie Thompson. Go for it, Katie. Well, uh, on Thursday I'm releasing a new single uh, called I'll Be Fine. Uh, People may have already heard it or they have already heard it if you listen to my stuff uh, on my live EP, but this is a a nice single polished pretty version of it
so we're off, I think, in October to make the music video for Leave Your Hat On. So I like to say at the beginning of every gig or before I sing this song, uh, you know Joe Cocker's song, how it's like, take everything off but leave the hat on. Mine's, oh my God, put everything back on and go away. <laughs> like... Every small town has a boy with big brown eyes. His reputation seems to stretch for miles and miles. There ain't a girl that don't know his name. More than half have done the walk of shame. He plays treating me to keep him keen. You can leave your head on, leave your clothes on Find another door to knock on I'm not falling for your charm Leave your shoes on, leave your socks on Turn around about the way you came from Cause in the morning you'll be gone Leave your head on brother and we're supposed to be there for each other i'm tired of you acting like you're the healthy one and i'm your special needs kid i get depressed about my life so you're not a famous actor i got news for you no one's a famous actor george clooney's a famous actor okay george clooney i guess that's one exception movie reviews now film reviews and we've, we've seen quite a few movies coming out lately uh, jared including um oh well let's not uh, sidetrack here Let's deviate back and look at the movies that we've already seen already. One of them has been a great movie called The Skeleton Twins, which is about two identical twins, or two twins, that commit suicide on the same day and they cheat death. What a premise to a story. Mm, uh, fantastic film, actually. I really enjoyed it. Uh, lovely acting, nice comedy. Um, only only coming out in the States as well as, as we speak. So That surprises me because we usually get everything last, right, or second to last. Mm, no, not this time. It's a global, must be a, one of those global releases. But a film well worth seeing. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, there's three main parts in it. Luke Wilson, of course, he's uh, Owen Wilson's brother. He's, I, oh, he was stellar. I think it's just a, it's a human story, yeah, and that's the boring part of it. But just a subtle comedy all the way through it. It's uh, it's about Milo, who's this kind of gay guy who who just had enough. He has a crush on his his former teacher or whatever, and the and his sister. Um, she's got a crappy life too. She's got a crappy life, and and she's recent. I love her performances. She was recently in that. Um, uh, the Walter Mitty Secret Life of Walter Mitty oh, yes. which is fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. and that as well um, but the two of them together what a great chemistry yeah. and Luke Wilson just offsetting that whole thing it was a cool story to watch um, not predictable or that the end it was a bit Disneyland at the end but but it's okay it was, had a fairy tale ending yeah had a nice fairy tale ending which wasn't a complete fairy tale my son I have trained you your whole lives to protect the city above. But I fear you are not ready for its greatest threat. Shredder. So they're aliens? No, that's stupid. They're turtles. Is there anything else we should know about them? They're ninjas. Cowabunga dudes, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are out as well on the 18th. 
I had a chance to check out the uh, the preview without you, Jared. Sorry, mate. I just uh, took the ticket. Oh, no. I Kawabunga, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me just tell you that they only mentioned Kawabunga once. And uh, Megan Fox, although she looked hot as April, uh, for me, didn't quite cut the mustard um, in the role. Oh, well, there's been a lot of controversy around the whole Ninja Turtle new definition of and the CGI behind the whole thing. Is that right? Oh, it's fantastic. No, no, the, the effects are great. I mean, some of the some of the, the lines that the turtles used were cheesy, but they were great. Splinter was there, the rat. He's disgusting. Even rats are disgusting, man, and a big giant rat like Splinter is just worse. Yeah, yeah, cheesy on the pizzas or cheesy as in cr- crusty? Seven cheesy pizza. We a lot of um, acronyms to do with pizzas, don't we? Cheesy, crusty. Uh, Turtles in a half shell. All right, anchovies. Um, it was yeah. No, they played up. They played all that up on the turtle script. That was fantastic. And uh, I have to say, I quite enjoyed it for what it was, even with Megan Fox in it. Did it have as a movie and a story? Did it have legs? Did it keep you watching? Did you sneak out to the loo a few times? No, no, it did. Splinter did it for me. The, the mutant ninja turtles have those sort of cover, you know, those, those California dude voices. Some of them, and they're actually more darker than on the cartoon. Than I remember, they're darker, like more tougher and more. And did it have a good antagonist? Who was the big baddie villain? Worthwhile? Oh, he was. Uh, Mr. Sex, Sex Industries, and uh, also Shredder. Shredder, the arch nemesis of the Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, he turns up as well. Uh, so he's there. There's a whole lot going on, but it's a great watch. Um, other movies worth noting uh, is the Lois Lowry book called The Giver. Hello. Uh, my name... I know who you are. Who are you? The Giver. When the elders need guidance, I provide wisdom using memories of the past. Our world was different. There was more. What? Much more. Uh, a society that's not too dissimilar from Auckland, under the reign of uh, Liam Brown. Uh, perfect society where everybody uh, is nice to each other. They, uh, they, they, they have to use precise language, wear the assigned clothing, do not lie to each other. Okay, sounds. I'm getting a picture here of 1984. Yes. Meets yes. Uh, Liam Brown, Liam Auckland, Brown, Super City, the utopia of um, what is that? The, in, the bugs, a bugs life. Yeah. Well, the the young guy on there, Brenton Thwaites, is an Aussie actor. He plays Jonas. Um, he's got his friend Asher and his girlfriend as well. He f- he becomes the receiver of memories, and what that happens is that the uh, he's picked handpicked from these thousands of people to to receive the old memories of the past given to him under the the guidance of the giver, which is Jeff Bridges. So I'm having visions of Tron with uh, Jeff Bridges oh, in there. Yeah, An- another yeah. type of um, virtual utopia. I don't give accolades to teenage movies, but I have to say I quite enjoy that one. As with Frank Miller's new movie, Sin City 2, A Dame to Die For. Sin City's where you go in with your eyes open. Or you don't come out at all. I need your help. Needs going up against a lot of guns. I'm gonna kill Rourke. Count me in. Oh, Sin City, tell me about it. What happened? Man, I tell you what, since the uh, the first film in 2005, um, Sin City 2 sort of basically picks up there. Bruce Willis is in there as well. I don't know if you've seen the first Sin City. I have seen Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about Rodriguez? Where's he in there? Oh, Robert Rodriguez. He's all over the film. He's a machine, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Um, yeah. Famously, the one-man production band, yeah. Yeah, is he? Is that what he's known for? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His first film, he did absolutely everything. Hey, it's a, it's a great action movie. It's shot wonderfully, and they use more, uh, more enhanced effects, if you can believe it, to do with the comic strip look than they did in the previous movies. A lot of Jessica's navel is in there. Jessica Alba, we're talking. Oh, 
mate, you know it. She's in there. Um, there's a star studded. Um, and I tell you what. You know, speaking of star studded, it reminds me of Expendables 3, which I haven't seen yet, but that's. that's so I don't know what that's like, but is it as star studded as Expendables 3? Three. What do you What do you think? Well, I'd say compared relatively wise. I think you've got a higher age bracket in Expendables three. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Are they truly expendable? No, 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 no. I'm going to go see that film too. But anyway, we're back. Sin City two. Sin City two. We've got ten double passes to give away. All you have to do is just email us at competitions at globalvoicemedia.com and you're in the draw. Otherwise, I'm going to take me one of them tickets, I hope. Yeah, I saw one of your rogue emails come through. I thought, I thought you were taking the, taking the piss. Yeah, I'd put one in there too, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you didn't change your name or your address. Yeah. No, because it might go to someone else. <laughs> um, go along to our website. You can check out some of the re- reviews as well on New Zealand Entertainment uh, Podcast.com and check out the competition as well. Well, it's that time of the show again. The beginning of the end. Um, have you got any beginning of the end type music? Um, let me see what I've got here. Um, Pink Floyd, you know Pink Floyd. Yeah, I do know yeah. Pink Floyd, but you know, I, I was thinking something else. Us, 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 and them, them, them. You know that? And after all, we're oh, you could, maybe you should play some music because behind it. Um, Jared, it's always great having your um, musical presence and uh, hilarity and wit. Uh, with us uh, Yeah well look The wit comes out of me when I'm talking to you It's enforced eh Compulsory Hey listen um, While you're out there Go check out some great movies we've seen lately Some good Kiwi movies Go support the the, the local film industry um, we've, What have we seen lately The Dark Horse Fantastic yeah, The Dark Horse, The Last Saint, um, what else? Housebound. House, Housebound. Oh, that's come out this week, hasn't it? Definitely a watch, Definitely worth a watch. Go see it. Fun. <laughs> Conveniently, we've edited and, and, and hopscotched into the future because we're outside in Jared's car, um, which we've just seen a, a great new New Zealand movie, Kiwi film called The Deadlands. Yeah, yeah, we, we just did it. What did you think of the film? I loved it, mate. I uh, entertained. It was all in Māori, so it wasn't. Uh, it took me off guard. Had to pull out a few of the old uh, words out of the old memory banks. Uh, great martial arts, great fighting scenes. And, oh, you're on Tinder. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, in yourself, obviously, uh, you're multitasking there. I was actually pleasantly surprised that the whole thing is in Māori. Actually, I knew it, for some reason, I knew it was going to be in Māori. I'd read it somewhere. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. no, you, I'm sure you. No, you didn't. I knew absolutely that film was in Maori, without a doubt in my mind. I and knew. And this is from the man who said, "I, I don't do subtitles." No, I, I prefer subtitles. That you you can't detect the bad acting when you're reading all the time. Uh, <laughs> James Rolleston, a few of the, the cast from the Dark Horse there, Xavier Horan. Yeah, I love I love the acting. Eh? What was his, what's his mate? You went to school, with? Uh, Lawrence Makawari. Lawrence Makawari, fantastic. Yeah, yeah he was good. So was the um, he was a goody baddie, really, wasn't he? He was the, he yeah. was the, he was the yeah. laughable rogue, the pirate, the yellow beard of the movie. The um, yeah, he, Long John. Yeah, the Long John. He was he was good guy. Um, so I really enjoyed the work of the um, the main. Um, the main troublemaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we pitter. We pitter. 
Whippeter was very good. Whippeter, yeah. the character. Yeah. It's great, yeah. I, I like some of the fighting in there. Apparently it's a martial art form, uh, Māori form called Mōrāko. Um, might have to get the old brooms out tonight and have a bit of a bit of a go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see I can see a spike in the in the number of people wanting to take up uh, Te Reo Māori again. Do you think maybe from this film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was good. I, um, how about you, Wal? Did you um, did you need to read all of the subtitles, or could you follow some? <laughs> no comment, uh, Jerry. But I was I had I was my gaze was intently on the subtitle words. But it was all around entertaining. Some nice shots in there, especially the cinematic shots, like with the fighting scenes. Yeah, good, good shooting, good shooting. Considering from what I could tell from the background, the scenery it was it was all done in Auckland, so around Auckland. Auckland just really shows you what a what a beautiful city we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, good, good little plug for tourism, Auckland, especially the Waitakere walks, bush walks. Yeah, definitely. Actually, uh, one of those scenes over here near the airport. <laughs> This is a long outro, eh? Is this, is this the penultimate outro, the not quite outro? But yeah, um, I would definitely go see the film. I, look, as Māori, I um, would say there's lots of aspects which are which are Māori, but I, you know, it's a fun. You have to take it as a fun film. It's not really, in my opinion, a true depiction of Māoridom. No. All good fun and games. Unlike, unlike most Maldives, you do drag it on a bit. Um, so I'm going to cut it to a finer end here. Thanks to all the guests who have been on the show today. I'm going to do a shameless plug here and say, suggest, why don't you go over to globalvoicemedia.com and check out our other podcasts that we've got. Uh, we've got a podcast for everybody, Jared. Yeah, and uh, some very good ones too. So, yep. so definitely worth a look at. You got technical stuff. What else? We've you got? got the New Zealand Tech Podcast with Paul Spain. Uh, that's a weekly podcast. And you've also got Jeremy Elwood and Pat Brittenden with the slightly correct political show podcast, which is fantastic. And I think they're doing a special every week up until the elections, which is soon. Are you going to be voting? Uh, Jared, I am going to vote. Hey, eh? I am definitely going to vote. I'm going to I'm going to throw my votes in two different lotteries. Eh? Like, I'll vote for a leader and I'll vote for a party. Okay, uh, that's us. We're out of here. Have yourselves a good time. Until the next time, I'm Will Reed. Kakite ano. Catch you guys later. Kite koriya we hokimai. Kore ro pura kai mokie.